When it comes to medical device security, the stakes can be as serious as life and death. And Jennings Oske, the CISO for New York Presbyterian Healthcare, says lax FDA oversight of devices, coupled with a low culture of security awareness among manufacturers, mean the risks among devices won't be solved anytime soon. Hello, I'm Joan Goodchild, Director of Multimedia Content with Information Security Media Group, And as mentioned, our guest today is Jennings Oskay. Jennings, give us some background on medical device security and the history of the industry to start. Sure. So the way I like to think about medical devices is that healthcare providers, hospitals, and other healthcare providers have had basically the Internet of Things security problem well before it was referred to as the Internet of Things and before we realized the, the the risks that are caused by networked devices. And you can go back to the late 1990s and early 2000s to see examples of how medical devices have caused security risks. Um, You know, as an example, I believe it was in the year 2000 where Beth Israel Deaconess had uh, a problem with a medical device that basically was performing an internal denial of service attack. And um, the long and short of it is that medical devices are amazing devices. They, They really have elevated care across healthcare organizations across the country because of their ability to automate and perform, um, you know, functions in a very uh, seamless and and, um, rigorous way. So as an example, an infusion pump effectively delivers liquids to uh, a human person much more effectively than an actual human person could. And so the the issue though, is that medical devices haven't been built with security in mind. you know, quite often medical devices um, use proprietary operating systems or they, they ship with default passwords that are never changed. And where we are, you know, today is that the, the security posture of medical devices hasn't improved much over the past few decades. Why are things like this in the device industry? Well, it's a good question. Um, I, I think first and foremost is that healthcare just as an industry has struggled with security. And that is kind of permeated to our suppliers. So whether it be device manufacturers or other suppliers, you see quite often there's just simply not a culture of security. And then, you know, I think the other thing is that security is hard. And, you know, medical device manufacturers have been making effective devices. They've been focusing on patient harm. And there was a view that security could somehow impact patient harm. You know, that if you had a medical device that uses the Windows operating system and you patch aggressively, you could ultimately break that device and therefore harm a patient. Now, to me, that feels more like an excuse than actually something that is a viable, rational uh, reason for doing something. But I think that's the kind of thinking that's been in place. And unfortunately, we're in a position now where there's just decades of a lack of concern, a lack of, of interest. And also, frankly, FDA oversight of this issue is, is frankly lax. Um, the FDA has issued some guidance that is ostensibly legally um, enforceable, but the reality is it's, it is merely guidance. It's been referred to, in fact, as advice by senior officials at the um, FDA, and I think that's another issue, which is there's really no stick kind of holding these companies accountable for the security of the products they sell. So what should the conversation look like when it comes to figuring out how to improve things? Well, there, there are many conversations happening right now. Um Conversations are happening, as an example, between ac- academic medical centers like like mine that uh, we're we're basically partnering on um, 
ways of interacting with the medical device manufacturers to uh, try and hold them accountable for implementing security um, in their product design and how they manage products. Um, we've been engaging with FDA leadership. Um, I myself have met with staffers from the House Energy Committee. Uh, trade groups like the American Hospital Association and Haney's in New York State have been trying to convene folks. Um, and I will say that, you know, I'm starting to feel like there's a, a shift um, in the sense that medical device manufacturers and the, the folks responsible for security are attending many of these meetings, they're saying the right things, but it's going to take some time to get this baked into products. And I'm not convinced fully that the device manufacturers are there, but I am starting to see some cracks in the wall. Does the industry have the resources and understanding it needs to begin to address these concerns? Well, I, I think the way I'll answer that is to describe the device footprint at New York Presbyterian. We have over 70,000 medical devices. There are 14,000 different um, manufacturers associated with that. So, you know, addressing this and saying, does the industry have the will is kind of a, a hard question to answer in the sense that it's a very large industry. It's not, you know, um, monolithic. And I think there's probably going to be some device manufacturers that struggle. I'll use the example of Medfusion. Medfusion is a company that produces infusion pumps. They, as I said earlier, regulate the liquids that are um, provided to you during, you know, uh, inpatient setting. And Medfusion has a, a product that right now has vulnerabilities and it's deployed at hospitals around the country. And there is no active plan, as far as I know, to update those devices. They are shipping a device this spring that will not contain the vulnerability, but it's not like hospitals can go and just replace these devices they've spent millions of dollars with. So I think the industry is still trying to figure out how do we do this. And, and I'll be candid, quite often these devices do not have mechanisms for updating firmware, software, et cetera. Um, so I think the, the reality is there will be insecure medical devices deployed for some time to come, even if the industry throws all of its weight behind changing this. Tell us about what's going on at New York Presbyterian. What are you and your team prioritizing when it comes to device security? Well, I actually like to begin by saying that this is a conversation I'm having across all layers of the organization. I mean, I literally spoke to my CEO today uh, about this and, and talked to the CEOs of hospitals from across New York State. And, you know, this is something that we talk about with the biomed team. Um, right now, we're working on some strategic long-term plans around network security, whereby we would uh, more effectively zone these devices off from other parts of our network. Um, we are trying to more aggressively work with vendors and push them to patch devices when they are the ones providing support. There's multiple things that we're doing, and, and this feels like, um, you know, we're engaging in a, almost like a campaign, and, and um, it's something that has the attention of all levels of the organization, and, and simply it is probably our greatest concern in that we know how to work with our EHR vendor our PACS vendor on security, but then for the other vendors that we have, the medical device manufacturers, um, you know, we, we just feel like it's it's a little bit of a crapshoot right now, and we're trying multiple approaches to address it. Thank you very much for joining us today. Well, thank you. For ISMG, I'm Joan Goodchild.